The forests of El Salvador... Uh, well, let's not go there, because that's sad as well. Um, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast. I'm Kevin. I am Tom. And I'm Ed. And this week we're talking about El Salvador. Are we doing an ASMR or...? Salvador. I speak in ASMR, so you do too. El Salvador, and I hit you off with a hard fact: um, the only Central American country without a Caribbean coast. Shit, son. very cool. Shit, son. Indeed. El Salvador means the savior, yes. salvation, the savior, the savior. And the capital city, San Salvador, Saint Saint Sal- Savior. Lazy. That is very lazy. So good, they almost named it twice. I don't know why that's a problem, personally. I think it's a very good thing to have a country that has a capital city with the same name. No, no to be honest, like, no, yeah, okay, Luxembourg, yeah, Luxembourg. Fine. fine. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the, na- the name El Salvador, calling your country the saviour, it's a bit weird, like, get a proper name. Yeah, but if you don't translate it... Um, it sounds good. It yeah. sounds It's a great. Yeah, it does. <laughs> El Salvador. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, no, it is. It sounds nice. I just think it's got a really silly meaning. Yeah. Well, it's. I'm, I'm sure it comes from like some what? sort of. Um, we're already Biblical speculating. Like, what, yeah, we're like what two minutes in already. This is going to be the most speculated episode. I feel. I well, know the last one was pretty. The last speculative year, filled. <laughs> the last, yeah. But well, we should just is, call this speculation we, podcast. Well, we just embrace it. But there's one thing we don't speculate about. It's numbers, and how many? Well, how many well <laughs> we've we've we already played that. rock paper scissors to figure out the number of tourists in that is very, That's very true. Um, but the, specifically, the amount of Luxembourgs that fit in every country. Excellent. Do you have like a wild guess? It is, the, it is, it is the smallest country in Central America. But yeah. the most densely populated. Yes. Um, the small, I mean, Belize was small. I'm going to say like five. Five Luxembourg? I was going to say 11. No, nine. Nine. And that's very close because it's eight. 21,000 square kilometers. Um, that's not much at all. But 6.5 million people which is 11 uh, 10 to 11 luxembourgs that's dense yeah it's pretty dense that's very dense <laughs> that's like twice the size uh, in terms of population twice the size of wales i think is wales not three million yeah about twice the size of wales so it's quite a lot for a small country um yeah i what what are the borders is it honduras and uh, is it Guatemala? It only borders two, I think. It only shares borders with two countries. I think it's Guatemala and Honduras, yeah. I'm going to have a quick look. I'd love um, to go to Honduras. I almost went to Honduras. It's a shame that one of the main problems of, of this country is that it's got the highest murder rate in the world. So it's 61 per 100,000. It's a lot. That's fucking heaps. Um, that is a lot. Should we just get get out of the way then? Talk about talk about all the death. Yeah, because like we'll get to the gangs. gangs well, it's gangs. because of the gangs. Well, yes, it is because of the gangs. But also, there was, as I was going to cover in the history, there was a civil war from 1980 to 1992, I believe, or 1994. That's a long time. And they've estimated that something like you know every single person in the country has lost or has been affected by 
the civil war. If it's part of 14 years, then that makes a lot of sense. And obviously it's between right wings and left wings because it always was down there. So there's military hunter and then both extreme right and extreme left. Um, and then they all just kicked off long civil war. Um, loads of loads, obviously loads and loads and loads of people died. Um, so I, I think it's like, yes, it's really violent now because of the gangs, which we'll talk about. But I think as with anywhere, like when, we, when we're in the Afghanistan, I mean, we're serious then. As with like the Afghanistan episode, when you have a recent history of bloody conflict, your current history is like, it's inextricably linked to that. Yeah. When and it that, rains, it pours. Yeah, true say. Yeah. Um, let's talk about MS-13. <laughs> and uh, something 18. What's the other gang called? Uh, R J eighteen. Nice. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty naughty. I I I I was really expecting you guys to right. to, to read gangs? up on this. No, well, MS- they drug gangs. Yeah, I think they they they, they they sling double. they sling some rocks. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, MS thirteen actually started in Los Angeles. Oh, it did. Yeah, it was started by I think it might have started as a prison gang for Salvador Salvadorans Salvadorans. Salvadorians. Salvador. No, I think it's Salvadorians. Oh, is it? Whatever. Um, <laughs> in and then upon deportation back to El Salvador, they bought the gang lifestyle with them. So that's where it all kicked off from. So it was a pretty weird example of immigrants starting a gang in one country and bringing it back to their own country, like the opposite of the Doner Kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Just in gang form. Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's bloody, really bloody. There's that big yeah. rival with the 18s, 18th Street, maybe? I don't know. It's something like that. But they, they basically, it, it's rarely, rarely civilians that they get caught up in it. It's normally like crossfire type but, stuff. But it, sound, it sounds like everyone's in a gang. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, as far as like, I, I was reading up on it and I got caught watching uh, one of those Walter's World videos. Have you come across him when you're looking at country facts? It's this chubby American guy. That's like, these are the don'ts of going to oh, El Salvador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, don't wear anything with number 13 or number 18. Basically, yeah. yeah. Like, don't, don't wear anything with those numbers on. Just don't wear anything with any numbers on it. <laughs> don't, and they, like, it's kind of common sense when you go to a place like that is don't wear shiny shit. Always yeah. just dress modestly and look, try and blend in as much as possible. Not with the gangs. But I think for tourists, it's generally relatively safe. I think if you're getting, if you're getting shot up or like shanked gangland style, in, oh in, in El Salvador, gangland style <laughs> in El Salvador, you probably got yourself into the wrong part of town. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, it sounds... Well, speaking of the wrong parts of town, <laughs> no, I haven't got. I'll get to the hotel later. Um, I was. I just wanted to kind of touch upon the uh, president. Yeah, boy. So he's a millennial president. What is a millennial? I don't know. Am I a millennial? I think you are. I don't well, know. You might be Gen something. <laughs> boomer. I'm probably boomer. On yeah. a bit of a side, on a bit of a side note, I only found out yesterday that after a full stop and you're typing, you don't have to do a double space. Oh. Do you not know After that? a full stop, what? I've not used a typewriter in a very, very long time. I know, time. it's a typewriter thing, <laughs> but it's just how I was taught. Well, a typewriter. No, just like when you're typing on a keyboard. You don't have to do... What do you, what do you After mean? After a full stop, yeah. you don't have to do two spaces. To Why would you do two spaces? That's just how I, I was taught to do it. Was it? 
Yeah. Oh, it's just one space. We, we've cleared that you're a boomer. But it automatically does two spaces for you. No. I think if you've got like Grammarly, it does. Because I always have two spaces after a full stop, but apparently... You're, Why? Really? I think, it's, it? I think it's a type... It's apparently a typewriter thing. And I went on the internet and said, how to tell if you're over 40. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Only 30. <laughs> but he's, basically, he's a very young world leader. Okay. They left um, it or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Questionable. Uh, but his name's Bukele, right? Yeah, Bukaki. 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 Um... And he says he's doing like a shitload of stuff to to stop the gangs. He's arrested or imprisoned over fifty thousand gang members, but there have been calls by rights groups about how uh, like how forceful and use of like extrajudicial violence and sort of forced. Uh, yeah, confession. I mean, he's. It's basically to show show that he's trying to do something he just uses excessive force but occasionally it must, like it must be so ingrained in the in everything like, there must be i suppose a lot of i don't know this is just guessing but corruption in the government anyway oh, so he's corrupt as fuck so how do you tackle that like you can't just get rid of the gangs you just have to make them have be to peaceful with them. Yeah, yeah you have to but he's like on his twitter bio he had the world's coolest dictator written he wrote it himself. That's very Andrew Tate. That is, yeah. Oh, he's, he's basically Andrew Tate. He's bald as well, isn't he? No, I think he's got lovely hair. I was, I, I thought he had a bit of like a, a beard and no hair. Oh, maybe. Ed, your guess. Beard or hair? Let's find out. I know one El Salvadorian. He's got luscious hair, so I would say hair. Maybe he's got all of it. Oh, he's, I mean, he's pretty fucking handsome. Oh, he is very Andrew Tatey. But no, he's got like slick back. That's, oh that's yeah, he's a looker. He's yeah, we'll have him up on handsome. the green screen. So yeah, super corrupt, and apparently he just like he says that he's controlling it, but has no control whatsoever. And the gangs like do stuff to like bait him out and wind him up, and it's basically he acts as if he runs the country, he runs the government, but he doesn't. The gangs just run the streets. Well, you know, each their own. Yeah, it's different departments really. I'm in the street department. <laughs> yeah, sanitation. sanitation. What do they call it? I don't know. Um, but he's he's a marketing. He used to run a marketing firm, um, and he comes from like one of the richest families in El Salvador, and he's kind of known to manipulate the history, so it goes in his favor. That's sounds like, like marketing, like most other prime ministers or presidents. And apparently, he brought the military to Congress to like have a shout. Yeah, well, shout at them. Yeah. What? A coup or... Just to get re-elected, I think it was. So, yeah. Seems like a bit of a douche. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, he seems like a bit of a dick. Um, yeah. It also seems like we don't know much about him. But he's he's got very, like... I've seen some of the videos of, like, he's got really slick kind of marketing for the police. You know, like, the, the video we were talking about with the Turkmen president yeah he's yeah, like yeah. shooting the guns yeah. and like it's like apache attack helicopters and stuff like that it's loads of like but on really strings, well like. done stuff with the police and mm. yeah makes them look very cool good marketing and people seem to really like him which is well good pr i'll do that for you yeah i think he brought bitcoin in yeah as a recognized currency there they're the first country to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender. But they also use the dollar. Yes. 
because they got rid of their old currency because it was fucked. Understandably. What was their old currency? <laughs> Some type of pesos. <laughs> That's really lazy. Probably. I don't know. Um, actually, I could probably have it in my facts. So while you guys uh, look for that, uh, I've got a friend from El Salvador as I mentioned, Guillermo. That's uh, the name of my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Uh, you just sent me a few. <laughs> Shout out, Guillermo. I love you, mate. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he said they are the team that got that conceded the most goals in one game at the World Cup. They lost 10-1 against Hungary. Well, which one? This <laughs> one? Hungary. No, no, no. No, that was like Hungary used to be really good. That was ages ago. And apparently they have one of the best coffees in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, one of their most popular exports, isn't it? Yeah. They um the world the, the largest shopping center in S- Central America is in really? San Salvador. Met- oh, Central America. Metro okay. Centrale. Don't know how big oh. it is. I don't know if it's got an H and M. Might have a Bershka. You never know. It's probably bigger than the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul. Oh no, it's probably not bigger than the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul. It's probably not got four thousand shops though. No. Um Yeah, what do they eat in San in El Salvador? They've got a lot of plantain and stuff like that. It's, um, it's like a pub. Puta? Pupusa. Pupusa. Uh, a thick griddled cake or flatbread from El Salvador and Honduras made with cornmeal or rice flour, um, similar to the arepa. I'm sure you've heard of that. Love an arepa. It's good. Uh, in El Salvador, it has been declared the national dish and has a specific day to celebrate it. Usually inside, you've got like other stuff like cheese or squash beans uh, i'm pretty sure they've got meat and some of them cabbage and stuff like that i've actually had some of these with uh, guillermo one day um a little el salvadorian salvadorian uh, lady in london makes them and sells them they sound lovely and they're great and then they also have empanadas de leche which is a savory like plantain pastry where's the milk come into it i, I don't know uh I didn't have much Curdy. time to do research, so I, I literally copy paste all this. Um, like cottage cheese. They're made from. <laughs> look really distressed when I thought cottage cheese. I think it's gross. You don't it like cottage is. cheese? Oh, it's so weird. Really, yeah, I like cottage I cheese. I hate it. I really like it. How can uh, you? How can you like it? It's like that. It's like tvaruk. What's that weird Eastern European cottage cheese? All cottage cheese is weird, no matter where it's from. <laughs> it's like the insides of a burrata, but not nice. <laughs> so well, it just reminds me of when the milk separates and you pour it out. Yeah, you get that lovely cheese. I like the watery bit. <laughs> Way. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyway, the empanadas de leche, there is some sort of dairy involved later on. Um, they're made from a plantain. Uh, from plantain. It's crushed into like a, a paste. The, the paste is then molded into like a donut-like shape. And at the center is stuffed with vanilla custard or fried beans. <laughs> I don't wow. know why the, the beans are. And finally, the sweet and delicious empanada is coated in sugar. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds right. That no, sounds pretty good. Got any other facts? Uh, no food facts, but I've got a tradition uh, for... Fuck me, that's complicated. Talsi Guinness de Texi Tespeque. That's the day, uh, which is observed during Holy Week. Young men from the parish of Texis Tepeque 
dress up as red demons and whip the legs of people in the crowd for them to atone for their sins. Another man representing Jesus parades around the town with a bell, defeating the demons one by one. Imagine flying into El Salvador, not really knowing much about it. You go into that village or town or wherever this is, (laughs) and you just see like a demon running around and followed by Jesus. (laughs) Must be strange. I'd like it if it it was more like a like a WWE type type (laughs) match. That would be way better. Uh, I think it would be stranger if you went to uh, this town. It's residents of a small Salvadoran town called Nejapa. They paint their faces to look like skulls and they soak their clothes and gardening gloves in water. And then they take to the streets in two teams for the annual Bolas del Fuego festival. I've heard about this. Oh my God. Fireball festival. So this, uh, I got this information from Atlas Obscura. Um, So it happens on August the 31st and it commemorates a landmark volcanic eruption in 1658, which according to legend was actually a battle between the local patron Saint San Geronimo and the devil. So uh, there's a lot of demon devil stuff yeah. going on, isn't there? And as a tribute to the clash between good and evil, Nahapa becomes an unregulated battleground for two warring groups who marinate balls of cloth in kerosene. Uh, <laughs> and the fireball festival is one of the most prominent events in Nahapa's calendar. And with emergency medical respondents and a fleet of cops on hand for when it inevitably kicks off <laughs> <laughs> when it goes insane. Yeah. I mean, you are combining this, with like an in a country infested with like violent gangs yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just... but did, so there's no set rules or laws uh and it's in conjunction with its religious significance in a devout region fireball festival is a point of both celebration and criticism but a surefire spectacle nonetheless it sounds a bit like dodgeball but fire yeah yeah it sounds wicked have you seen fire football no, I'm no but I it's, assume it's... Light a ball on fire. Yeah. Around. We used to do this game... Oh, in school. We used, to do this game, we used to do this game on the bus on the way back from school. Um, I say it was a game. Just scrunch up balls of paper, light them on fire and throw them down the bus. Did you do that in Newport? <laughs> I never got the bus. Couldn't afford it. Oh. No, I didn't have to. I walked. Well, you throw like fireballs at people. Just down well, the, in the just school, down the there, bus. Was, there was definitely fire thrown around and fireworks. Yeah, there's and... always always some kid who'd get their fucking can of Lynx Africa out. And, oh, you know, yeah. Okay. But we did have fireworks. I saw a girl get knocked out by a big lump of ice. Do you remember Jubblies? Oh, yeah, yeah. The little square. Um, you may have had them. Maybe they came in like glasses <laughs> and you, or something. You chew, you chew the corn, top corner off. Yeah, <laughs> chew the top corner off and drink the juice. But it's like a little square <laughs> carton about yay high. With like a thin plastic thing that you put a red straw through. Right. But a shop near my school used to sell frozen ones for summer. And I saw a girl, like someone threw it up in the air and I saw a girl get hit in the head. What's the, what's the drink? What's the... Oh, it's like this really it's like sugar water, sweet, basically. Oh, juice yeah. thing, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Was she all right? Oh, well, she got knocked out, but I think she was okay after that. Yeah. Wow. Anyway... Yeah, fireballs and, and stuff. Uh, also known as the land of volcanoes. Yeah, because although the highest point in the country isn't a volcano; it's a mountain. Yeah, it's uh, two thousand seven hundred meters tall. Fuck yeah, it's quite tall for every major city in El, in El Salvador is next to a volcano. Uh, it's a very high risk. Place. Oh, how, how many major cities are there? At least three. Okay, it's 
pretty cool that they've got such high mountains for beat like because it's part of the narrow bit of Central America, isn't it? Isthmus, my friend. The isthmus. Isthmus. What? It's a narrow strip of land surrounded by sea ah. on both sides. I think we talked about isthmus. But it doesn't isthmus. have sea on both sides. Well, no, no but the, part the, of the, the Central American um, isthmus does. So it really goes like whoop, up really yeah. quick, doesn't it? It's the gastric band of, of the Americas. Corset. The corset. To keep it on a positive note, natural disasters are rife in, in El Salvador. Positive. Um, <laughs> so it lays on the Cocos tectonic plate, which creates large number of earthquakes. It's in a very popular passage for cyclones. Um, don't lots they of like, landslides. Don't they like cyclones? Because they haven't yeah, got much water. Kind of, it refreshes the, the reservoir table, basically. So it cleans cleans it up. But landslides, tidal waves, very regular, regular things. Again, lots of big incidents with volcanoes, lots of eruptions. There was one where 30,000 people died. More recently? No, no. This was uh, about 1,500 years ago. But... One of what? the fifteen hundred, and you said re- in the fifteen hundreds or one thousand five hundred years. One thousand five hundred years oh. ago. Oh wow! How do they know that many people died? Don't they have their own little like version of Pompeii? Yeah, yeah. Is this from it? No, no, no. So this is, but they can tell with uh, doing carbon dating. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Layers and and shit like that. But it was one of those ones that again covered the globe, like and messed yeah. up the uh, the ecosystem. Did any of your flights got cancelled when that Icelandic thing happened no. in, like like 10 years ago when or something? was it? No, I don't think it did. It didn't have to Because that was like weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't remember. No. And the UK was kind of hit by it. No. Uh, fuss over nothing. But they, but they basically speculate that that was one of the largest eruptions in history, mm. along with Mount Tambora, which is the spot on Sumbawa where Nerpa are hopefully doing their first event. Yeah, oh, nice. In, uh, and we'll be in, skirting in around. Yeah, we'll be skirting around the base of the volcano. Which, uh, if we're lucky, we might skirt around the rim. Oh yeah, <laughs> dirty. <laughs> so yeah, lots and lots of volcanoes. Land of volcanoes. They even have volcanoes on their flag. Do they? One of the only countries to have volcano on their flag. Yeah, quite a few countries have um, mountains. mountains, but yeah. they've got a fucking volcano. What in eruption or just? No, uh, they could have just a volcano. A volcano at rest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the flag. Yeah, that, the one behind us. Uh, so the two blue stripes of the flag represent the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean, which border Central America. Yeah, not them. <laughs> <laughs> the isthmus, Ed. Uh, the white stripe symbolizes peace, and the coat of arms in the center of the flag features five volcanoes, representing the five states. Of the United oh. Provinces of Central America. Wow, that's pretty. Oh. It's, a nice, cool, it's a nice flag. It is. I like a flag with a with a little bit going on, but not too much. And there's a bit of friendship in there as well. It's like, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of us. Um, but I tried to really find a bunch look, of. Go on. If you if you look at that flag and look at the meaning, um, you wouldn't think of El Salvador because it's only got one ocean on the coast and it's not that peaceful. No. It's just filled with fiery mountains that also kill people. Yeah. Yeah. And on my quest with the with the flag, uh, I was looking at the national animals and the national uh, national trees and stuff. 
Uh, couldn't find any information for her. <laughs> That's the it. only See thing I could week. find was the national bird of El Salvador is the Torregos, uh, which is also known as the turquoise brown motmot. I like that name. Motmot. What kind of animals do they have that I suppose it's very jungly? It's, uh, it's the same shit with like Belize. It's all... Um, okay, go listen to that episode then, people. I think I've got... Do you got jaguars? Jaguars. I think they probably do, yeah. The forests of El Salvador... Uh, well, let's not go there because that's sad as well. Um, <laughs> basically, they've been completely fucking decimated. Yeah, that's really... <laughs> it's, not, it's not surprising. <laughs> so there's, there's not that uh, much wildlife, but... Uh, we've got some shrews knocking around. There are palm trees and tropical fruit trees, such as mango, coconut, and tamarind. Armadillos, snakes, iguanas inhabit the warm, humid coast. But in the mountains, they've also got like spider monkeys and other primates. And they would have pumas and other smaller cats, I think. Nice. Or jaguars. I do like same, a jaguar. Same. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fancy a bit of history? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I actually know nothing because I suppose it's got very religious uh, past to have names like that El Salvador and San Salvador well there's just while we were on the wildlife Salvador. there's um, you mentioned that mountain it's the Monte Cristo mountain and it's a cloud forest in the international nature preserve of El Trofino which is like the last stronghold of of biodiversity in the country um and they're trying to protect the rainforest, and it's home to orchids, ferns, spider monkeys, jaguars, anteaters, and many, many bird species. Oh, nice. In fact, over to the history. Well, before the Spanish arrived, the Salvadoran territory was occupied by a complex sort of array of indigenous people, like the Pocomam, Chorti, and Lenca, Lenza. All of them were related to the Mayas. But basically, when the Spanish came to South and Central America... Uh, they started kicking off, fighting with the Aztecs. Surprise, surprise. And uh, the Pebil, who are people of what's now El Salvador, were the only indigenous people to defeat the Spanish twice. In, in like in in warfare, and then they stole all their guns. Formed, oh, nice. Formed for a bit longer. So Salvadorans have been fucking fiery the whole time. They. They love a good scrap by the sounds of it. So basically, it was eventually sort of put down by the Spanish in like the 1530s. And then it was San Salvador was served the capital of a province, just part of Spanish South America. That sort of went all the way through until it got independence in the early 18th century. When there's a whole like Bolivian, like the Bolivar revolutionary movements across South and Central Spain, which is sort of how they got their wider independence. So um, in 1821, they declared uh, Guatemala's, they were part of, the, of, of Guatemala, and they declared independence from Spain. And then moving on, um, it sort of became 
the United Provinces of Central America, which is probably where I guess it from the flag. Oh. And then the state. So there's five of them. Yeah. And then the state of San Salvador, or El Salvador, was not used until 1841, when it properly became a nation. Didn't mean there was peace. There was increased civil civil strife, internal and external conflict for seven decades after that. Then it became a coffee republic. So it became like, you know, um, you know the term banana republic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same deal with coffee. You know, that's where a lot of the deforestation happened. Then from around about the 1930s till the 1980s, there was a variety of military dictatorships. Um, a lot of that stuff was really influenced by what was happening in Argentina with the Peronista movement. So the Peron, the Peron like right-wing military dictatorships was quite like inspirational across a lot of South America. So there's that, lots of coups, then a civil war, that brings us up to up to where we are now. Getting arguably maybe slightly better. Yeah. That are was they, do they have conflicts with neighbours at the moment or is this They've all got like one, okay? One land dispute with one country, Guatemala, I think. There's um, a there's a small one that I've got some information on. It's like over uh, an island or something. Rabbit Island. Is that the one you were reading? Yes. So I've got that information if you wanna No, go for it, yeah. Wanna hear it? So it's uh it's called Rabbit Island, and it's fiercely debated between Honduras and El Salvador. It lies in the Gulf of Fonseca, and uh, the bay was discovered in 1522 by Gil Gonzalez de Avila, and named after his patron, Juan Fonseca. The three countries uh, that share the coastline, Honduras, El Salvador, and Nicaragua, were involved in a long-standing dispute over the rights of the Gulf and its islands until 1992, when the International Court of Justice determined that they were sh- to share control of the Gulf and the rights over the islands were distributed among the three. Conejo Island, which is the rabbit island, right? is Conejo yeah. rabbit, was however left unmentioned and thus remained a subject of discussion between Honduras and El Salvador. It's not proper rouse, but it's just... The, is there anything on there? Bunny beef. Apart from rabbits? That's probably know. why there's no massive issue at the moment i suppose if they find minerals or like oil yeah if there was anything important <laughs> there nice <laughs> is that the history yeah i whistle stop again there's, there's loads it was like you know it's territories spanish people and now at the moment i think what are the what are the demographics like is it i think it's they're 70 or 80 percent uh mestizo so mixed and then uh the rest will be white with a small uh, indigenous and a small sort of Afro mestizo and sort of Asian population. Is there any Spanish there? Do you think? Yeah, the white white Spanish. Oh right, but okay. Most, most yeah. of it's mestizo now. Oh, fair. Don't know what to say now. <laughs> me, me neither. To be fair, well, I've, got, I've got a couple of tourism facts. I've got a couple of just well, random. What is facts. there to do in El Salvador? Does anyone know? Well, it's one of the surfing capitals of the world, just like is our it? last episode. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it gets some of the biggest swells on the Pacific coast, um, and it also gets some of the longest waves in the region. Long waves means it's long, so they can surf for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's got 370 <laughs> kilometers of coastline, um, and Punta Roca and Punta Mango are arguably the best point breaks in all of Central America. So you normally hear of people going to Costa Rica for surfing, but... Uh, apparently this is be- best. And the best time to go is between May and October for for the waves and uh i'd imagine it's substantially cheaper than costa rica as well but slightly more dangerous 
there's also, as we were saying earlier, there's like a Mayan version of Pompeii. So during the eruption of the Loma Caldera volcano in AD 500, 500 AD, the volcano just fell on uh, on a village. It, this says pyroclastic material. That's just dust and flames and shit, I think. Yeah. Um, it says pyro. So uh, so it just entombed the farming community. And the place is called Hoya de Seren, which I don't know what that means. Hoya is like gem kind of thing. Serene gem? It, that's just a, a, a name, oh, I okay. suppose. Uh, so it was only discovered in the 70s uh, during leveling works for a government project. And now they've, since then, archaeologists have found a total of 18 structures grouped into compounds that support a population of around 200 people. Oh, wow. Mm. Well, speaking of being entombed in a place you don't want to be, in uh-huh. harsh conditions. <laughs> <laughs> I How do you do this segues, every time? Um, <laughs> it's on the tip of the tongue. It's that time of the week again, brought to you, as always, in association with the Alpha Guest House, Bristol's premium guest house accommodation. What to say about the Alpha Guest House this week? It's probably the same amount of gang activity than in Sal- I've heard El Salvador. I've heard the just- same amount of flames. Yeah, oh, previously, same amount of flames. Um, I've heard they've actually... <laughs> they sort of rejigged their continental breakfast selection. Um, they've moved from... Smoked boiled eggs. <laughs> They've moved from Frosties to Asda own brand, Frosty equivalent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. hey, cost of living. Cost here. of living crisis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the. I'll be honest with you, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Partly because there aren't that many badly reviewed hotels there, and El Salvador isn't really a big tourist trap at the moment. Um, the worst place I've got. It scored twos out of tens across the board, so it's not great. This is the Hotel Cucolindo Surf. Horrible place to stay. God, people. Off to a great start there. (laughs) This is the worst hotel that I stayed. When they showed the picture at the site, make that hotel is so nice. But when you get there, it's totally bad on everything. Rooms and bed are ugly. Service is horrible. The persona that is in charge is rude and not polite. He does not... He doesn't help guest if i asked for anything i tried to negotiate because i didn't like the service and the place rooms and he forced me to pay the reservation for two nights until i call hotels.com to help me get my money back but everyone don't stay if you want my reservation at this place you're making a wrong choose <laughs> next one don't make I love that you wrong chooses everyone <laughs> I love that you read it like that. (laughs) Overpriced. This place was dirty and unkempt. A fat man who owns the place didn't make us feel comfortable at all. Rude. That is rude. Wouldn't recommend. Severely overpriced for the condition that it's in. Not great. Sorry about that. What can you do? Fat men, right? You're the worst. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like it was just an ugly hotel, to be honest. Yeah, he said the room room was ugly. And the bed as well. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. Could I be guess worse. Some people are just a bit up themselves, aren't they? Yeah. You need to just... Make good choosers. Make, yeah, make better choosers yeah. in life. And, um, you know, maybe mm. be nice to larger people and they might reciprocate it. Yeah, just give them some snacks. <laughs> yeah, some tasty corn snacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got two very, very random facts. I'm hoping you've got some interesting... Follow uh, up. Crypto. Huh. I've got cryptid. Excellent. Always come packing. 
Uh, I just wanted to uh, the well, just there's a couple of facts here. The largest pretzel ever made was in El Salvador. What? what? <laughs> Wait, was, that, was that by the Germans? <laughs> Is it just that Argentinian inspiration again of letting Germans in after the war and they started making pretzels? Possibly. Right, we need wait you guesses. Just imagine, you just imagine. Sorry, we're getting, you can just imagine the the Nazis in, in El Salvador being like, "Oh yes, I want to make the world's biggest pretzel." Like, but Gunther, do not think it will draw too much attention to us. <laughs> Gunther, you broke the world record. <laughs> right, give me your weight guesses. How heavy do you think it was? The pretzel. Are we, yeah. are, we talk, are we talking in pounds or kilograms or tons? Let's talk pounds. Right. I'm out, I literally don't know what a pound is. Well, a pound, a pound is to a kilogram. What a subway sandwich is to a meter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say. Uh, the thing is, if I knew the second biggest, it's I could two, guess. A kilogram is two point two pounds. Two point two pounds to a kilogram. Yeah. I'm oh. eighty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds like it's wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna say four hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, what? <laughs> Two hundred kilos. Um, no, no what oven's big enough for this. Seventeen hundred pounds. <laughs> so it's like eight hundred. What did like, I say? Eighty. Yeah. Seventeen hundred. Yeah. I, I, it must have been like an anaconda. Yeah, it probably was. Let's That's have a so let's have big. a look. Yeah, seven hundred eighty-three kilograms. <laughs> Wow. Have you got a picture? Is there? There's no picture, you fuck it. Oh, wow. There is a picture. There you go. Oh, my God. Those those little people behind him. There are. That, that's that doesn't look like it's that heavy. I mean... I mean, look... look if you it's, think that's the height of a person, like, you lay that many people around. Yeah, pretzels are pretty dense. But usually... Pretzels are like the ratios seem a bit off. There, there's a lot of like the is gaps it, are big. Do you reckon that's a crunchy petrol pretzel or like um, a doughy that's one? That's like a doughy, yeah. doughy bready. Oh, that's type. something that I'm I miss here. There's no, it's really hard to find sweet pretzels, like with almond and stuff like that, mm. and marzipan and stuff. Something I miss from back home. Anyway, oh. if only I had oh. a. A Gunther making me a massive, <laughs> massive pretzel so, every now and then. So it was 8.93 uh, meters long. That's oh, 29 wow. point, well, 29.25 subways. subways ish. That's, that's, that's big. Yeah. But how do they cook it? Presumably must have done it on hot stones. It looks like it was a giant hot stone. Yeah. Largest pretzel ever made. Um, also, Toilet roll holders in bathrooms tend to be on the outside of the cubicle, so you need to load up before you go in. <laughs> and if you don't, <laughs> if you, I suppose it's a high risk maneuver. That one teaches you to be frugal. Yeah, well, yeah not necessarily. So. You can take as much as you want before. Or yeah, and then waste it. If you, if all right, hypothetically, <laughs> all right, you, you you're doing you're about to lay some pipe in, in El Salvador, <laughs> and you've taken too much toilet paper. Um, you've done your business and you've got stuff left over that hasn't touched your bum yet. Do you flush it or do you put it on top of the cistern or do you uh, lay it back over the toilet paper hmm. for the next person to use? I'd flush well, it's it. in one of the pulley ones, so I'd just scrunch it up into a ball and shove it back inside the inside the if hole. If it's one of those, it's yeah, like, that's like fine. But if it's like a proper roll, 
You're not going to tape it back. To roll. No, you just shove it in. No, if it's just a roll like you'd have at home. Oh, yeah. Then you mm. shove it in the hole of that. <laughs> oh, you can imagine That's how, how annoying it would person. be. Because those ones that you pull out are frustrating enough for the best <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to pull so many out. I'd probably just <laughs> smash the place up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah. Is that the same at home, do you think it did? It's like, I get frustrated here when, like, the light switch is outside the bathroom. Imagine if for them it's, like, everything's outside. Yeah. And then in some places there's just no toilet roll at all. Banana leaves. I guess so. I think that's, that's a racism. It does but sound they, like a racism. Got, they've got bananas in plantains. Probably so. use a... Says who? Using a raper. I did, earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. They've got better things to do than just wipe their ass with banana leaves. Ed... Like, but you want a shitty be concerned or? about animals that may or may not exist, perhaps. Well, I'm glad you asked. For <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> we're fucking trying, Ed. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we have, I did a little bit of research, and I have got a little cryptid animal oh, called yes. the Cadejo. It's a character from Salvadoran, Belizean, Nicaraguan, Costa Rican, Honduran, Guatemalan, and southern Mexican folklore. So, you know. It's international, but Mr. Worldwide. It's Mr. Mr. Wor- Worldwide. It is Mr. Worldwide. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, I saw, a pic- uh, I saw a picture of a tattoo someone got of Pitbull, and it was a Pitbull body in Pitbull's face. <laughs> it was fantastic. Um, I'd like to get a tattoo of him, but his head just turns into a globe. Because his big bald head is round, so the top half could just be... Oh, it would work really well. could be a globe. Yeah. Imagine if you had, like, a topographical mark, map of the world tatted on you, but the mountains were just Pitbull's face, his <laughs> features. Um, anyway, I digress. Um, there's a... Okay. There, so, there is a good white Cadejo and an evil black Cadejo, racist, um, both are spirits that appear at night to travellers. The white to protect them from harm during their journey, and the black, sometimes an incarnation of the devil, to kill them. The colours of the Cadejo are sometimes exchanged according to local traditions. So in some places, the black one is seen as the good one, and the white the evil one. I think for such a divisive... for such it's a high, That's also high, high risk, because yeah. like, oh, there's the white one, he's fine. And then you get onto a... On the, I, I would want on the, the bad turf. I would want consistency in in that. If it were, if it yeah, were me, black and white. They usually appear in the form of a large, brackets up to the size of a cow, shaggy dog, with burning red eyes and a goat's hooves. Although in some areas they have more bull-like characteristics. According to the stories, many have tried to kill the black pendejo, but have failed and perished. Wait, what did you say? The black. I said pendejo, but I meant say cadejo. Oh, okay. I was going to say a, a slightly different thing. But isn't pendejo penis? Uh, I, I think pendejo? so. I mean, it's something you call someone a pendejo, and that's not a good thing. Cadejo. Um, also, it is said that if a cadejo is killed, it will smell terrible for several days and then its body will disappear without a trace. Some Guatemalan folklore also tells of a cadejo that guards drunks against anyone who tries to rob or hurt them that's great yeah but by the way i just googled pendejo means at least in mexico pubic hair okay but you call someone a pendejo that's a stupid person nice when when pubic hair with their fucking (laughs) 
When a Cadejo is near, it is said to bring about a strong goat-like smell. Most people say never to turn your back on the creature, otherwise you will go crazy. Speaking to a Cadejo will also induce insanity. The Cadejo ranges in size according to various different regions. It lurks in graveyards and dark alleys, waiting to attack a passing victim. It has a distinctive smell of concentrated urine and burning sulfur. It rattles with a jerking motion, contracting its fangs. Its gaze freezes anyone who makes eye contact. It glitters in the pitch dark with a with skin and short hair similar to that of a pig. That's very, <laughs> that's very conflicting descriptions right it's a bit there. all over the place. And imagine yeah. it like the biggest size as well, like cow size. <laughs> with dog, it's like a shaggy a dog, but also a goat and a bull with hooves, but and, also paws. And this and, size it's also cow. black, but maybe white. And it smells. <laughs> it's weeks of piss. <laughs> it smells like piss, goats, and eggs. It is what I'm it sorry. is. And I think that is me tapped. I'm yeah, for El Salvador. Me too. And I think we, we managed we tried to, to keep it light, but we managed to get to like over forty-five minutes, which is yeah. given that I had two things written down. Tom a bit more. Uh, you did have a. You, you had a bit of a, a hook up halfway through there. Yeah. What was his name? Shout out Guillermo. Guillermo. You just remember it because it's the name of your cat. What's your other cat called? Saga. Slightly different. I only, I named Guillermo, so... What does Saga mean? It's, it's just, just a name. It's, it's, I think it's a, a Saga Norse god. Edge. Saga. Or maybe a Saga, like the Saga. It's a Norse name. Oh, okay, cool. Where are we going next week? It'd be interesting if we went to Norway. Did we do Norway or just Finland? No, Finland, we did. Finland. I wouldn't mind a Scandinavian country, like Sweden. I wouldn't. I would I wouldn't mind a European one, but better one than Portugal, in Ed's opinion. Um, oh, these countries are getting a bit samey now, aren't they? Well, I want something really different. It's because yeah. the world is... Same, 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 same but different. Same. Malaysia. Did it. Oh, shit. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Oh. That's where the toil's from. Hungary. All right. That's an be. interesting one. Yeah. Huge past. I hope you oh, will do your research. No, I won't. <laughs> it's too much. And Namibia. Shit, yeah, that's a boy. good pair of countries right there. I always right. think Namibia is like slightly more racist South Africa. Is it? I don't know. Are you think it's Zimbabwe? No, I mean like... Surely you can't be more racist than South Africa. Yeah. In Zimbabwe you can be. Yeah, but... Oh, you mean like white Zimbabweans? Yeah. I think Namibians probably. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh no, we'll find out. We'll find out. That's who's hopefully. the most racist. <laughs> See you next week. Are we going to do Hungry next week? We'll do both. Yeah. Okay, bye everyone. Bye.